Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Alex Garing. I'm Bobby Howe. You are Bobby Howe. I am. I didn't change. What? That's amazing. Wow. wow. So what's going on? Nothing. Nothing? I don't think I'm traveling this week. I think this is like the <laughs> first week since the beginning of the year that I'm not traveling. Wow. Right? Wow. That's crazy. So, so you... What, what all have you been traveling for? You've, you've had marathons. Have, you've had NAR business. We've had Missouri Realtor business. Oh, my gosh. Kansas Realtor thing. business. You Kansas have to go to KAR stuff no, this year. No, I'm not going to K. I did not go to KAR this year because I spoke at the Louisiana Realtor Convention. Oh, my gosh. I got paid money to go there oh, versus volunteering my time in Kansas. Sorry, Wichita. <laughs> It's Topeka. Oh, it's Topeka. Oh, Topeka's fine. I would have totally gone to Topeka. Uh, but no, uh, I went to Louisiana, actually, uh, and it's Lake Charles, Louisiana. Beautiful area. Wow. Um, but I got to fly into Houston and then do a little drive across Texas into Louisiana um, at the Golden Nugget. At the Golden at Nugget? At the Golden Nugget oh, wow. in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Wow. But uh, I did uh, a two-hour session on goal planning and time blocking and then a keynote um, on my lessons from the other side. You so. know, spending time with somebody like you really makes you feel pretty stationary. <laughs> I feel like I don't Listen. do a whole lot outside of my Kansas City bubble. Yeah, well, you know, see, I'm going to DCMA. Okay, awesome. I'll be there. And I'll be in New Orleans or... New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, have you been to New Orleans before? No, this is going to be oh. my first time. Okay, I hate New Orleans. I, it's, it's horror. It's like it's my least favorite city in the U.S. Well, now I think San Francisco is my least favorite. However, oh yeah, that's pretty gross. My favorite so thing in New Orleans, and yeah. actually, I would actually travel to New Orleans just to have this food, and it's not the beignets from Cafe Dumont. Gumbo. No, I can make gumbo at home. Charbroiled <laughs> oysters, <gasps> and they at the the Dragos restaurant inside the Hilton, right on the water. You you know where it is? It's one of the NAR headquarters. Uh, I don't like oysters. That I need to go with this. I don't like oysters, but these charbroiled oysters, and they got like a garlic butter sauce, and it's just. And then you want to like lick the the, the clamshell. Oh I'm just. In, 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 <laughs> stop. It's just so good. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. It's an experience all of its own of a food I don't even normally like, but the way they charbroil them with the garlic butter sauce, it's just. I just like your actions. <laughs> just to, to lick. She's just rubbing her hands. Uh, okay, all right. With the oyster shell. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, charbroiled oysters in New Orleans. Let's see. Uh, I'll seek them out. And let's see. What else did I do? Oh, I went to Chicago and I filmed a commercial for an AR. So. Wow. Yeah. You are all over it. I'm you all, do all I, of the things. I'm doing all of the things. Gee, so we have a special episode. We do have a special episode. What is this special episode Uh, about? So, we're recording right now in advance. I know we never record in advance. I know you're all (laughs) really shocked by that. What? They're recording in advance. However, we're going to show you all the interview we got with Recharge speaker Doug DeVitri when we were on site at Recharge last week. Um, And this is actually really special for me because I've actually known Doug for about 12 years now. I went through the... 2008 Missouri Leadership Academy with Doug. So uh, I've known Doug for a very, very long time. So to see him come to Kansas City and do recharge with us um, was absolutely amazing. And what does he kind of specialize in? What so are his he's focuses? an expert on marketing, productivity, and technology. His actually his big thing is voice enabled technology, which is what he talked uh, spoke to us about at Recharge. Uh, he's been an MU Business School Entrepreneur of the Year. He's an NAR Business Special Specialties Hall of Fame educator and a certified speaking professional of the 
NSA, which is a National Speaker Association. Wow. And he's my friend. Oh. So hopefully this interview will give you even more insight to some of his points. And if you weren't at Recharge, well, we still think you're going to get something out of this episode because, well, Doug's a big smarty pants. We're pretty sure. So here it is. Doug DeVitra on site at Recharge. Kansas City, Kathleen Wason here with Realtor.com. I wanted to take a few minutes to tell you not only about um, some of the the great products that Realtor.com has to offer, but for every Realtor, um, as the official site of the National Association of Realtors, we offer for free a lot of resources and benefits um, that you can take advantage of. So we want to make sure that you're aware of those things. Um, some of them are technology tools. Others are things to really increase your brand and promote your, your online sort of persona, your realtor profiles. This allows the consumer to find you in a find a realtor directory, which we power for the National Association of Realtors. All of these are um, resources that you can find more information about in one spot. So not only do we have the technology tools and resources, but we've got economic um, stats and reports for you that you can use in your business. We've got a lot of editorial type content. Um, You can find these things at one sort of stop shopping URL. It is industry.realtor.com forward slash CC pro. So that stands for CC is content corner. This is a lot of content that you can use in your business. And we hope that you do use it to help grow your business. Thanks again. And again, Kathleen Wason with Realtor.com. Welcome back to Real Talk, and we are here with a good friend of mine, Doug DeVitri. How are you doing, Doug? Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah. You so, just got off the stage. I know. This is like energy um, to the max. Right. Good. You're bounding. So you talked about living in a voice-first world. What is that? So for people who are not in the room that are listening right now, what is a voice-first world? Gosh, when you think about daily behaviors, you experience them in your car, you experience them at work, you experience them at your office, right? And many of us uh, are accustomed to operating um, our lives through screens or through a keyboard or through clicks. And really the whole idea of a voice going voice-first is really simplifying your life and getting tasks done quicker without having to go fumble with devices and passwords and all that that kind of comes with it. So mm-hmm. it was a little cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah. How can agents be using this technology in their business? Oh my gosh. There's so many different ways. And I think first it comes up with being a good consumer first mm-hmm. and then being a good uh, a business person second, right? Because if you're not able to educate consumers with regards to smart homes or voice apps, then it's not going to help your business so much. So you really kind of have to get your own house in order and okay. try to figure out how it's going to work and benefit you. And then sure. you'll be able to, it'll be a whole lot easier to be able to explain it uh, to others. So it's interesting you say that you need to be um, a consumer of it yourself before you can try to explain it to your clients and do all that. Um, You've got two nerds in the room with you. So that's the beauty of what's going on right now. But I am a a semi-nerd, but I've got super nerd next to me. (laughs) 
uh, Mr. Alex over here, and he's got a bone to pick with you, I don't do. you? I am. So, like Bobby said, my whole house is is smart. I think the only thing I haven't done is is the blinds. Um, I've got the Schlage Sense. Um, I've got all of the all everything that you were talking about. My garage door, all the lights. Um, but I do home kit. Mm. So I'm a home kit guy. Yeah. And and part of that, I, I'm not I, I think part of it is because I am a little bit hyper conscious about uh security. Um and I really appreciate the security protocol that, that home kit requires, um and that Apple is requiring in their ecosystem. Um and I have all Mac devices. Um the issue with it is that a lot of the devices are uh more expensive just because it only works with Apple HomeKit. Yeah. But I wanted to ask, yeah. is there a reason um, why uh, you didn't talk too much about HomeKit? Is there is there something that maybe I'm missing on that? You know, there's so many different ways this conversation could go. It's kind of like if you were going to ask me to explain how to use Apple iPhone, Google Play, a BlackBerry, Absolutely. And a Windows phone, That's right. like mm-hmm. all at right. once. And it's just not, you know, with the amount of time that we had, it's not realistic. For sure. And so I tend to talk about the things that I'm most familiar with and ones that I use myself. That's smart. And so that way I don't put myself <laughs> in a situation where right. I'm talking about things that I don't know. But what I will tell you as far as no matter what platform you're looking at or device that you're um, looking to buy, the key word is interoperability. Right. So that's being able to spell that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I N T E R O P E R. Interoperability, right? So Mm -hmm. that's the ability to be able to use whatever you want across any platform. Um, But the device manufacturer has to set it up that way. And being an educated consumer, you kind of have to know, you kind of have to pick one, right? Right. You pick, you pick Apple HomeKit, you pick um, Google Home, or you pick uh, Alexa, right? Right. Um, and then you stick with it, and then does it make sense to have all three? Probably not, right? right? It just becomes overwhelming because once you get into one, you see all the possibilities. It, sure. It can, it can get mind-numbing. Right. Yeah. One of the things that you, uh, that you brought up, and I loved it, was when you were talking about the fact that uh, spouses – you know, the, are the way though it, it, it was true. Right. I used to, it used to be, you know, get up and turn off the lights, you know, do you mind turning off the lights? Oh, sure. And, and so, yeah, you think when you're doing all the smart home stuff, all that's going to change really, uh, what has changed is my, my, I get along better with Siri than my wife does. Or Sarah. No, no, I'm not saying I get along better with Siri than I do my wife. I'm saying I, I'm really putting my foot in my mouth a lot on this interview. But I uh, so with Siri, though, Siri listens to me yeah. better yeah. than she listens to my wife. And so she makes me talk Ooh. to Siri. She finally, she tries it. It doesn't work. She finally says, tell her, tell her to turn off the lights. <laughs> right. Siri has become this like, this, this being right. that only listens to me. So anyway, I, I thought I got a kick out of that. Yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you whether it's smart home or it's the voice apps, what's interesting and it's a change in dynamics, right? So with communication with two people, what I say isn't necessarily what you understand. Right. Right. And so when you, when you take that over to, you have a person and you have a smart speaker, Speaker, mm-hmm. what though sometimes the as, as a person who is initiating the communication has to be thoughtful of what's being said so the other person understands it right. and then uh um on the other way around where the voice app talks back the voice developer has to be keen enough to understand right. the community the, the conversational dynamics so that it kind of it, it goes back and forth and play plays with one plays off of one another right right, right. 
You know, I, I've noticed that a lot, and you even brought Harrison into your presentation. Your son. How old is Harrison now? So he's five now. He just okay. turned five. He yeah. turned five. My yeah. son's seven, and he's had an iPad since he was six months old. Um, it, you know, we had a dot and an echo very early on, so he's been very he, – he knows how to ask for things. But it's been interesting as he's started uh, – he plays uh, the violin now, and so mm. he'll ask Alexa to play certain songs. Yeah. But he's has to. He's realized he has to sometimes say who the artist is. He can't just yeah. say the. He has to change up his request because right. in his brain it makes sense. But what Alexa knows is not necessarily that. But it's funny just all the times running around the house and it's Alexa do a timer for twenty minutes. Alexa do a timer for this. And he he's always because he does like to do projects and he's yeah. always using her. I feel it's much more natural in his world than it. I don't ask her for the weather. I don't ask her for you know, what the interest rate is today. But for him, it's been a natural part of his life as he's grown up. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, how do you see this for the next generation of uh, realtors and consumers growing up in the way that they're going to be using it? Well, look, I think I think consumers have an expectation, right? Mm -hmm. And consumers' expectations change over time with the introdu introduction of new technology. So if I am going to be planning for the future, let's say, 10 years or 20 years out, I want to have a real strong fundamental knowledge of how these devices work. Mm -hmm. Not just, not, not the technical aspe aspect, but the conversational aspect. And once we kind of, like, just like you learn how to create a website or, or the, what's included in a website, same deal with a voice app. Like we really need to get down to the fundamentals and, and you don't necessarily have to know everything about it, but as an educated consumer, you have to know the right questions to ask. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what we did today is really really like just brought to the surface like what's even possible what questions do we need to be able to ask so then let's say next week next month next year we can be um ahead of everybody else you know sure, because right. they came to recharge so just so, like oh sorry go ahead no no, no i, I just, you, you brought something it was making me think of something that happened yesterday so you know a lot of times i think we feel overwhelmed by all of the devices in our house and i don't have as many I have pretty much my entire house, the outside. We've got the Schlag doorbell or the Schlag locks. We've got the ring doorbell. We've yeah. got the ring floodlights so I yeah. can see every part of my house and I can speak through my door. I don't yeah. have to miss many of the things on the inside. <laughs> but sometimes we get overwhelmed with all of them and how do we use them in our daily lives. Yeah. But I was having an interesting conversation with one of our KCRER staff members yesterday and her husband got home and the refrigerator was completely wide open and had been left open all day. Well, he was able to go back and look at the Nest Cam in their house and see when Amanda was making her lunch, <laughs> yeah. she just walked oh, away from the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just walked away <laughs> from it. the fridge yeah. and did not shut the door at all. Yeah. So there's, a, and I, uh, there's been times I've been out of town and like the, the ring uh, floodlight for my deck will go off and I'll be look outside and my husband's outside grilling. And so I'll hit the button and I'll start to talk to him and, you know, he jumps but there are real practical applications, and you can have a lot of fun with this kind of stuff too. It can help settle, you know, marital debates on who left the fridge open or what are you doing out on the deck? Who's coming to visit? You know, there's a lot more than just the, I got a bunch of devices in my house. Right, right. right. Yeah, so if you're going to like look at how to be able to tackle this thing, right? Because if you just start from the device and all the different options, you're going to get overwhelmed and confused. Mm -hmm. So what I would recommend doing if I'm a consumer or, or a real estate agent is I would make a list of the top 100 tasks that I do mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Hmm. And you might not do them every single day, but you can think of, okay, this is what I do every day. I got to turn. And it's just as simple as turning on the lights, right? right? It could be something as simple as of like reading my daily devotional. 
journal mm -hmm. that I would probably have to pick up and instead I'm like, Alexa's reading it to me, right? So if you make a list of the top 100 tasks that you do on a regular basis and then uh, try to figure out, well, how do I set this up with my voice assistants? You're gonna find it to be a whole lot easier and you're not gonna spend time trying to learn things that aren't necessarily relevant to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So on building a skill, yeah. Um, one of the things is, is we've got ju just like with websites, right? We've got canned uh, canned websites that that brokerages can purchase. I, I know that um, one of the canned voice skills is Voister that's out there. That's one of them. I, I know that there are a couple of others as well. Um, do you see uh, a a benefit to building your own versus getting one of the canned? Uh, yeah. versions or what, yeah. what What are the trends that you're yeah, seeing interesting. there? Interesting. So, so as I look at the voice first landscape as is particular to real estate, there aren't any good ones that are out there. A lot of them are kind of like you said, they're canned cookie cutter. Right. And many of them don't like follow a lot of the best practices when it comes to voice design and development. So that slide that I, that I showed up at the end, uh, inferior versus superior voice apps, mm -hmm. like that's a good guide. And you can go through there and start to see and analyze, well, are there, are is this voice app doing that? Is this voice app doing right. that? And so now that you know to be able to ask those questions before you even make an investment, whether you're going to do it yourself or, or build your own, <clears throat> um, you have some sort of benchmark to follow after. Is it more expensive than a website to build a voice skill? You know, I think I think what what a lot of real estate companies and associations are starting to figure out, it's really hard to do. Yeah. It's really hard to do it right. I like, feel like it's a skill set that's it's that's a total different to skill set. And guess well. what? Yeah. It's just like well, well voices voice has been around for a long time. It's just mm -hmm. Alexa's what, only five years old. Right. And I've been in the space for three years now, like three full years of just this is what I'm doing, not just on the speaking and educating side, but also on the development. And it's just, it's just mind blowing how, uh, when, when organizations approach this, right? Like, how are you going to approach this from an innovation standpoint? Mm -hmm. And I think what many folks don't realize is how hard it is to do it right. Mm -hmm. And you have to weigh the, the business case to see like what's the ROI going to be and, and you can measure ROI several different ways right it could right. be customer engagement it could be customer awareness it could be lead generation it could be the amount of commissions that are generated from leads so once you start with like the this is, this is what I do in my practice right I'll look at say well what's the outcome that we're trying to achieve and how do we work our way backwards from that and you'll find that like you don't have to create something super fancy. Just create something that's super useful, yeah. right? And that'll, right. Get the, and that'll get the job done. Well, and that's, you know, so many um, agents we see, they get stuck into paralysis by analysis yeah. and they will spend forever making things look pretty perfect. or perfect yep. and yep. having every single person in my database before I send out a single thing when it's just go do and make mistakes along the way and fix it as you go, but at least get out there, get into the space, do whatever it is that you're going to do. Now, you had just mentioned, um, you know, you said on my last slide and you mentioned, you referred to that. We do have, obviously, people listening um, who were not in there. <laughs> Where can they go get, because you gave everybody full access yeah. to your slides and yeah. all that. Where can they go to get that information? So if you go to, it's really easy. It's just my last name, Devitri.co. How about you spell your last name? Yeah, it's, um... <laughs> I'm just it's, saying. It's, it's phonetically tricky, right? Right. Uh, so I have to say D is in David, E is in Edward, B is in Victor, I T R E. So Devitri. Uh -huh. dot co. So not dot com, but dot co forward slash smart home no space. 
So if you go there, you'll get all the slides from today. You'll get a huge checklist of actionable items. And then you'll also be able to interact with a smart home chat bot that you could call on the telephone. You could send it a text message. You could send it a message on Instant Messenger or Facebook Instant Messenger and reply back right there. And that's all. What kind of message would I send the chat bot? What, yeah. I, what would I ask um, it? What, uh, what's the best? Uh, uh, tell me about wi- wi- uh, mesh Wi-Fi network. Right? And you talked about a mesh. So yeah. you actually talked about that on right. stage. What is a mesh Wi-Fi network for those who don't know? Well, so a mesh Wi-Fi network is like a wireless router that you plug in for the internet. But the good thing about the mesh, the mesh router is that <clears throat> when you start to have multiple devices and you start to place them in different areas of your home, you're going to want to make sure that you have a very strong connection, right? And you, it's not always realistic to put up a cable box for the internet in every single room. So the mesh network works in a way you just, you, you have the one configured to the main line that plugs into the, the, the cable. And then you just plug it into uh, the other little devices, same size, you just plug it in uh, to other rooms inside your house. Maybe one's on the upstairs, one's on the downstairs. Maybe you have a, like a room that's kind of far off that you do a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where you put the other one in. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a, a Wi-Fi mesh and network. The best part about it, and I've got a, uh, I use the Google Wi-Fi mesh network. Great, it's fantastic. I really mm-hmm. like it a lot. Um, my favorite part about it is that when you don't have to plug in an extension or anything like yeah. that, and yeah. then have to go and sign in to an extension, you don't right. have to switch Wi-Fi uh, spots right. or anything like that. It just happens automatically. It's kind of like walking through a hospital, you know, um, and how if you're on the Wi-Fi of a large building, well, mm-hmm. not a hospital, but just a large building. I don't know why I went oh, to a hospital. Go to hospital. I don't know. But as you go from like wing to wing of whatever building you're in, you're not jumping to different Wi-Fi networks. It's all on the same network. And it's it's really nice. And you can have that in your house. It's a nifty deal. I love it. It's I really know. good. Yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the, the really, you had a lot of really good takeaways in there today, but one of the um, good takeaways you had, and this was uh, on one of your slides, and I'd love you to go over with uh, some of the ideas for our, um, our listeners, is you had some smart home tips, habits, home automation. Mm. What, what are the, Walk through some of the smart home tips that you had yeah. and um, why they're important. Yeah, so um, when you think about habits, like mm-hmm. what you do on a daily, daily basis, um, and you can kind of categorize them based off of a schedule or just kind of like a discipline, right? So like for example of a routine, you might get up at five in the morning, you might uh, listen to um, this podcast, right? And then um, you have some other music that's playing, right? Or maybe you get to see what the weather is. Now, that can be automated at, say, say 5 a.m. every day that that happens on one smart speaker or all of your smart speakers. So you get to configure that, and that's what's called a routine. Mm -hmm. So there's several different types of routines that you can create where there's a trigger and then there is an action, right? So something has to trigger in order for the action to occur. And a really good website to check out that has a lot of these that's kind of independent, whether it's from Google or Alexa mm-hmm. or, or Apple, is IFTT.com. Mm-hmm. This is for if this, then, then that. that. So you'll see a lot mm-hmm. of those there. But these routines, if you're using Alexa, you can go ahead and plug in um, those, those routines. So let's say there's another routine where, um, you're about ready to get in your car to then drive to a listing appointment, Mm -hmm. right? So then you could have it set up as a routine that says, when I say Alexa, um, get ready for listing presentation, I can have the audio then 
uh, like text to speech or like an audio MP3 file that then plays back to me to remind me all of the key things that I need hmm. to be talking about during my listing presentation. You so, you know, so it goes back to the time, it goes back to the behavior and you start to think about this, like really like from, um, intentional, right. Right. Where you can like totally outsmart your competition, be over-prepared. And also when you get into other people's houses and they've been invited, you know, activated their skills or the right. customer comes into your office and then you can start to have some of these things happen. Mm -hmm. That's where the wow factor comes in. And you have this wow factor, you know, we you know, talk about getting referrals and right. being the only one who does what you do in a way. Um, you'll be the talk of the town because they're, you, know, you saw everyone around the room. There's very few people that are doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap up, it's one of my very favorite questions to ask. What have I not asked you that I should have asked you? What haven't we talked about? There's got to be something. You know, I think what um, I think what we haven't really talked about is fear. Oh, you're right. We didn't. Fear of interacting with these devices. You know, I on the Uber drive from. I took the train here from St. Louis mm -hmm. and then to hop on an Uber. And I, I was talking to the Uber guy. I said, uh, you know, do you have one of these uh, smart, Alexa smart speakers? He said, no, my wife wouldn't let me get one. Mm -hmm. Right. And why is because she's fear of like having one of these smart speakers. Because, you know, you read the news and the right. media and everyone's saying, well, gosh, you're listening to everything we're saying mm -hmm. and spying on us. And I mean, know. when I say words and they show up in my Facebook ads two minutes later. And <laughs> yeah. So I think what we have to do as leaders of our community, leaders of real estate and, uh, and the industry really is to be able to handle some of those objections mm -hmm. with um, not just clarity, but also be able to support it with documentation, right? And I think <clears throat> once we're able to help others overcome that fear, what we're going to see happen is other people are going to start to use it. They're, the adoption rate is going to start to increase. And then when you start to think about uh, competitive positioning, like there ain't that many people who are really doing this or really doing it well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take a take a stance as a leader, like you, you're going to attract a whole nother community that you never saw before. Yeah. Great point. Also, I, I've got one more too. I think when you start to think about the dynamics of this, and it's not so much the fear, but it's the opportunity. When you think, think about typical lead generation, right? Right. So typical lead generation is, is, a, is a realtor would, or a, a consumer, let's say they're going to buy a home, they would go to a website and then they would see the MLS search. And then what, hap what ends up happening is there's a pop-up form that somebody says, you know, enter in your name, your email address, phone number, and maybe motivation for moving, right? Right. Um, and what's the conversion rate on that? I don't know. Let's say 5%, 10%, 1% all depends on, you know, what the offer is and how it's structured. So when we think about Alexa, if I'm going to talk with Alexa, mm -hmm. who's kind of independent, don't know what's who's behind that mask. And she's already in my living room in every area of my life, right? And I'm starting to have a conversation saying that I'm a homeowner. Now, I, now the, as the voice developer, I can create the conversation as a homeowner to only give uh, information about improving your home, about updating it, about increasing the value or when it's time to sell. And, and so think about when you, like as a real estate agent, you are collecting information on a regular basis and you're adding it to your CRM, right? right. And so that you're consistently adding information as a 
customer profile. So where the opportunity now is, mm -hmm. is now that Alexa's talking to a customer who we haven't met before and it's saving that information as far mm -hmm. as attributes with that respect, with that individual. Now when it's time to say I'm ready for an agent, yeah. now Alexa hands over all that information has been collecting over a week, a month, six months. And how valuable is that? Yeah right? Like how valuable is that? You didn't have to ask those questions, but you know the answer because Alexa gave that to you. And they're ready to convert. Boom. Yep. Boom. Just there like Alexa did earlier today wow. for us on stage. She boomed it. Well, Doug, <laughs> thank you for coming in right after you came off stage and uh, spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. And yeah. you've been very valuable. Yeah. Thank you. Thank it's you. always a pleasure. You're the best. Thanks yeah, so well. much, Doug.